What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TanManBaseballFan.com. I know I did just a little bit of a podcast yesterday. Um, I wanted to get on here um, again just because I'm, I don't know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, cards are really kind of been on my mind a lot more recently uh, just because of all the crazy movement that's been going on. Um, by the way, if you haven't checked it out in a while, check out um, my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash TanManBaseballFan. Uh, I put out videos every so often and sometimes it showcases the custom work or maybe it's just eye candy of refractors or whatever. So anyways, um, I wanted to talk this morning to you about um, kind of something interesting that I think that a lot of people worry about when they're going to transition mode of uh, with their collection. And that is regrets. Regrets selling things. Um, so regret is a very real thing and real concern and it, and it kind of should be, um, when it comes to, uh, moving pieces in your collection that are particularly rare or possibly will skyrocket in the future. So let me give you an example. Um, if you had a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle, uh, for example, that was, you know, maybe just a year and a half ago. Ten or fifteen thousand dollars. Well, now that Mickey Mantle, uh, in like a lower grade, like PSA one or SGC one or something like that, is uh, is in the thirty to forty thousand dollar range, which means that for a lot of people, it's unreachable. So you know, you definitely want to be calculated in some of your moves, but you also don't want to have paralysis by analysis. And uh, what I mean by that is you don't want to not make any moves just because you're afraid of something happening. Um, yeah, I guess you probably can extrapolate that all the way out through your entire life as well. You want to take calculated moves on certain things, but you know, not necessarily just don't move or go wild and crazy, uh, you know, completely. So, uh, you know, another thing is, you know, if you're uh, worried about moving a piece in your collection that's a one of one, or that you've uh, maybe. Uh, only seen once before and it's in your collection and you're thinking about moving it um, you know that's something else that you might want to consider uh, taking a step back on when it comes to selling and so uh, now with that said you know, I wanted to kind of get that out of the way before I talked about you know actually considering moving uh, some key pieces and and really pulling the trigger you know so so back in 2018 whenever I moved the majority of my Canseco stuff there were, I had over 200 one of ones, um, you know, of, of Canseco. And so like, that's obviously like a lot for any player or, or just one of ones in general, um, much less Canseco and Canseco alone. So when I sold that, I found out, uh, once I wanted to get back into it, first of all, how little most of those meant to me. Uh, they were fun to have and cool to have because they were one of a kind cards, but a lot of them were just like, hey, I'm not really feeling a base card that just has a serial number stamp one of one and it's only different because of uh, some border color change or something, you know. Um, now, sometimes, you know, there's there's exceptions to every rule, I guess, And uh, but for the most part, by and large, I really, you know, don't miss uh, that many of those cards. And so, one thing else I found is interesting is uh, there are a lot of proofs, prototypes, uh, that sort of thing that I got rid of. And, uh, you know, what's interesting is I was able to get them back, uh, because I knew where they were. I could, uh, you know, post trade, uh, 
uh, options that would have been heavily in the person's favor that got him or whatever, but they're still gettable backable, <laughs> you know? So it's, uh, it's fun to be able to know where the cards are. Uh, that way, if you do want to do a trade, because what I found is this as well, is as my thinking as a collector changed from super collector just to like a regular collector or more of a specialized collector, I guess you could say, um, is that I, I really found that all these you know special one of one cards that do just have like a different border color could be used as ammunition to trade for things I really care about. And, uh, you know, that goes for, uh, even like the rarest of the rare cards. And so where some super collectors might see all, you know, many one of ones is the same, uh, or perhaps they might value a certain card. That's a one of one, any card that's one of one more than pretty much any card that's have 10 or something. Uh, that's, that's possible. So, and I've seen myself, uh, make, uh, offers, that include multiple one of ones coming, uh, going from me to somebody else for a card that's out of five or out of 10 or something. Uh, because I'm starting to, you know, realize that some of these cards, uh, are much more special in spite of the fact that they're, you know, have a higher print number print run than some other one of ones or out of fives or something. So it's uh, it's interesting. It's it's one of those things where you always worry about if you trade or you sell out that you'll never be able to get those special cards back. You know they're they're gone forever. But I'm I'm here to tell you that's just not true. Um, there's always a way to find these cards back. And also, I feel like there's a uh, a true feeling of FOMO, of fear of missing out. Uh, did I say fear of FOMO? I guess that'd be a fear of fear of missing out. <laughs> uh, so. But it's something that, you know, as collectors, we always worry about. There's a card that hasn't popped up on eBay for years or you've never seen it again. And then it's there. And it's like, oh, no, I'm going to try really hard to get this. And, and you know, some people might put unreasonable prices out there. And I think a lot of us you know, just need to, you know, take a breath, sit back and realize that car will probably show up again. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's tons of other super rare cards out there. And, you know, there might be another rare card that's just as enticing to you, if not more enticing, that comes up next week or next month or even tomorrow. Um, so, you know, that's the beauty of collecting and, and especially collecting in 2021 because everybody's saying, look, you know, oh man, they're making too many cards. You know, think of this not as a gotta have it all situation. Think of this as a buffet, as a fantastic buffet where we have so many options as collectors. Um, and so, you know, we can have the ability to sit back and really, number one, be okay with missing out on something that looks really cool. Uh, because, number two, there's something really cool that just might be down around the corner. So, uh, I don't think we're in a situation anymore where one person can... Uh, you know, dominate a certain market. You know, certain, certainly they can get the uh, the lion's share. Um, yeah, I mean, shoot, that's what I did for you know for quite a while. Uh, but you can't you can't realistically expect one person to get everything. That's just not a possibility in in collecting for you know the time period that we are in right now. Um, so, but anyways, yeah, that's that's kind of one of the thing that I want to talk about was just the uh, the 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 regret. Of, of selling something. There are some cards, just to get real with you, that I had in my old collection that I really wish I had back. Um, but 
interestingly enough, and take it from me, there are more cards that I've gotten new uh, that more than make up for the ones I missed out on. So uh, it's been good. It's not a um, it's not a situation where it's like, oh no, I had the one of one and now it's gone, or the prototype and it's gone forever. No. Number one, you could always possibly get those cards back. But number two, if you can't, there's always something around the corner possibly that can be just as special, uh, just as interesting to you. And the card companies are active, guys. Like, they make cards, new cards, every month or two or so. Uh, they could literally create something that's just as interesting to you if you're into new cards. You know, if you're into the 90s prototypes or, or parallels or inserts or whatever, that's that's a different thing but then again like I said there's plenty of other cards out there and you never know um, you know unless it's like a 90s uh, one of one card or something and even then they made several of those so just uh, you know let this hobby be something that's uh, enjoyable to you just sit down take a deep breath don't don't let stress or frustration or anything like that get the better of you when it comes to collecting um, there will always be uh, cool cards to chase. There just always will be. And it's always going to be fun. The market will go up. The market will go down. Um, you know, so it's it's going to be okay. Um, there's there's regrets that we all have, uh, have had, I think, when it comes to selling. I mean, we all have horror stories, especially uh, when it comes to Mike Trout. I mean, I'll tell you, um, you know, I had a Mike Trout that I uh, sold for eight or nine hundred dollars um and that card is probably worth forty thousand dollars now i mean it's you know years ago when i sold it but uh you know it's it's one of those things where it just happens in the hobby it's like ah it makes a good horror makes for a good horror story i guess <laughs> but you know it's, it's also a good time for us to sit back and be thankful for what we have because i think a lot of us have experienced an increase in our uh in value of our collection so um, you know, there's a lot of people that I think intentionally look for the negativity <laughs> in our, in our hobby, but, uh, there's so much positive. So let's, let's focus on the positive. Um, and, uh, you know, and think about, um, you know, hopefully my perspective on regrets, uh, has helped you a little bit. I, I hope, or at least, at, at least I hope it's given you something else to think about, uh, that, you know, even though you do miss out on a few cards or did, sell and regret or regret a trade or whatever um there's always something something else equally as cool if not cooler down down the road for you like that just seems like how it's yeah, how it's went for me and i and i'm sure it's gonna that's gonna be how it goes for you as well um they make too many cool things now there's too many cool cards out there these days so we we're in like the greatest time of our hobby i really think um i really do believe that it's it's been a blast and um yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see all these new people in the hobby as well. Uh, it, it's fun to see that, not just from a, an investment perspective. I do think you can invest in cards, um, but you know, I mean, it's just it's you know, look if if coins were more lucrative and they very well might be, I wouldn't be in coins. I'd still be in cards because I love them. You know, they are they are just the greatest in my opinion. So, anyways. That's all I have for you this morning. Just a little, just a little quick, uh, quick snippet. Um, let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know if you've had any regrets. Uh, you can email me tanmanbaseballfan at gmail.com or, or tweet me at tanmanbbfan. 
I'd love to hear your stories and, you know, I'm happy to give uh, my two cents on anything that you uh, want to ask me about. Thank you, everybody, and I hope you all have a wonderful rest of the day and happy collecting.